1: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. and we're celebrating at holidayslane.com. Our artisan ornament collections capture the essence of your best holiday memories. Each is meticulously handcrafted with color-coordinated, individually-placed check glass beads, ribbons, festive toppers, and sequins, making each ornament truly unique. To view our whole collection, head on over to holidayslane.com. That's holidays with an S, where every day is a holiday.
2: Hey, Matt. So this episode is going to be the definition of the Did You Cry episode. Yeah. It could be the shortest episode we've ever done, or it could be really long. I don't know how this is going to go. Basically, there's a song that someone sent me maybe five years ago and said, this is my favorite Christmas song. And I listened to it while I was at work, and I started crying at my desk.
3: Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me this isn't some fucking Christian pop punk band that's popped up on your radar nope. like years ago. Nope. And you're like, I've been waiting to talk about this jam. They were on tooth and nail and then they got rid of their lead singer. I'm just-
2: <laughs> like, like it's really, it was an old coworker of mine. We were talking about Christmas songs that don't get played on the radio enough. Yeah. And she was like, these are two of my favorites. And she sent me a song by the Killers about a a lump of coal
3: yeah i remember that jam
2: and then she sent me this one and this one i was like crying my eyes out at my work desk (laughs) so i was like where can i find this song like the the killers one was fun but i was like i want to own this song and it was on some like random christian christmas comp that i bought i think it was called like x christmas or something like that yeah and it's an all right comp i don't maybe we'll do an episode on it there's not like There's like a handful of really good covers on it. Otherwise, it's kind of just whatever. But this is the standout track for sure. And I knew I wanted us to talk about this song eventually. And I was torn. Like I was like, do we do X Christmas or do we just do the fucking song? And the more I thought about it, I was like, let's break this song. Let's really break this song down. Listen, like let's really analyze on a
3: podcast where we have broken down ICP's Santa Claus is a fat bitch. I think his favorite christmas story by capital lights can get its fair play. So for sure, I'm for it, man. Um this is a a compilation that I've seen the cover of multiple times very much like the the compilations that you've shared with me in the past. Yeah. Um but I've never listened to it. But like looking into this band and looking into this compilation like I'm 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 serious, I cannot down or i cannot i cannot over exaggerate how shocked i am that this is not something that has come from the matt kelly christmas of past uh, the the ghost of christmas past for matt kelly
2: so here's the reason why as far as i can tell capital lights i would imagine a band that happened after i had walked away from christian music i kind of dropped out of the whole tooth and nail scene around 2005 And this Christmas comp came out in 2008. So let me see, when did Capital Lights become a band? They signed a tooth and nail in 2008. So, So, yep, just missed them. You know, like I was just, I just missed that window at that time. Which is weird because a lot of the other artists on that comp, I definitely know. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't discover them. Through this comp, like I yeah, I knew yeah. Thousand Foot Crutch, seen yeah. them live, you know, like Hawk Nielsen Switch saw them look, The The same fucking Switchfoot yeah, song, I'm same. telling you, they had <laughs> yeah. that one song. It's on, I have three albums that have that Switchfoot song on it. <laughs> David Crowder band, which if we ever did this album, I would talk about David Crowder because David Crowder is a very interesting man. Um, but Amberlynn, Cutlass, like a lot of these bands... Jars of Clay, Project 86, like they're all from my era of when I was into it. And then you get into like, didn't really know who Seven Day Slumber was, didn't know who this James Reunion fellow is. There is like this weird line, like it's just close enough on the like, right when I started to dip out, That, yeah, I I literally didn't know this song existed until over a decade after it had been released.
3: Oh, my God, I'm going down a rabbit hole. For some reason, I know who this Crowder guy is.
2: So David Crowder is just a praise and worship musician, and there's, like, a handful of them. They're, like, dudes who just, like, they write, like, you know, like, someone has to write Our God is an awesome God, so why not them? You know, like, that's kind of the vibe. Like, it's, like, those dudes. But David Crowder always struck me as so interesting comparatively because, like, When you think of praise and worship music, I know that for me, I think of the same four fucking chords over and over and over again with like just a repetitive chorus. He would write his stuff in like weird proggy time signatures and like would bring in like some of the most talented studio musicians he could. So like, even though like I don't connect with his lyrics the way I I used to connect to lyrics like that, his instrumentation is like actually really, really cool and weird.
3: So like I like we always do when we're doing a song, I've got um Apple music pulled up in the background so I can listen as we go. And um I'm 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 on Crowder's thing and I just pulled up good God almighty. Um banger.
2: Yeah, like that, I mean, like, like
3: bomb. Like,
2: bom, bom, bom. yeah.
3: I'm like, all right. He writes like
2: stuff where it's like, oh man, if they were playing this on Sunday service, I'd be at church every fucking day. That's it's what I'm saying. It reminds
3: like... me of like that that <laughs> feeling I would get when I listen to Family Force Five, where I'm like, yeah, all
2: right, I can feel this. He's been like mentioned in some weird articles lately that are kind of like, like why are. Why are musicians that we know are liberal not speaking out about how terrible things have gotten on the right side of things in the Christian music industry? Yeah. And, like, he's kind of, like, in that bucket where it's, like, dude, everything about this guy screams that he clearly has, like, very left-leaning beliefs. Like, is he really that afraid to, like, talk about it publicly? Like, so... It is what it is. Whatever. We're not here to talk about Crowder though. We're (laughs) We're going to talk about
3: capital fucking lights. We're
2: about to talk about the saddest fucking Christmas song. That sounds so fucking happy. Dude. It's Uh, such
3: a banger. Like, like that's the thing is, is when I texted you, I was like, so I am the type of person that I do. I do relate to the lyrics of songs, but my feeling usually goes with how the song sounds. Yeah. So you're like, when I texted you and I was like, bro, I'll never forgive you, and you thought I was sad when I was really like, dude, I just found this banger of a band, yeah, and like this song rules.
2: You, you might be based on how I know you, you might be a bigger Capital Lights fan than me because I still only know this song, so I'm not sure if you dug deeper in their catalog. I did, than me. I
3: did, and and like their, uh, again, I'm just going off of what's on Apple Music because it's 2022, and that this is an outrage album. That album cover is 100% my shit in 2008 oh yeah um, no. Like the, neon, right mon- the neon monster font and stuff like that that was what i was into back in the day even like- just
2: looking at the alternative cover that's like the japanese edition that's just the band yeah. i have booked this band before not specifically capital lights just <laughs> like just
3: that band <laughs> just yeah. that
2: band let's see one of the reviews said have you ever wondered what Amberlin might sound like if they were actually punk rock well Dude. wonder no more because yeah. we have the closest example uh, the debut so album from Capital Lights is here, and it is an outstanding blend of Reliant K and Amber Lynn. And some bits even sound like eleven seven and Run Kid Run.
3: I do I hear a lot of old uh Reliant K. Yeah. In, it in says let's band. see. This
2: is this is one of the best punk power pop rock with a hint of emo rock albums in a long time. Um, someone else plainly said, the end of the story is that in July 2008, this CD unseated Alcline Trios, Agony and Irony, the latest effort by my favorite band in my CD player. This is an outrage. Damn. Did not leave it for five full weeks.
3: I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's a great record. I've listened to maybe five minutes of it, just skipping through songs. But I mean, they do sound very much 2008 pop punk, um, very much all time low. Uh, The main, very close to that era, just uh, Jesus-y.
2: Those were the Jesus... It seems like mostly the Jesus website reviews. Yeah. Then it's like, on the other hand, (laughs) Absolute (laughs) Punk said, in the end, the main letdown of the album is the fact that this band had an ample amount of potential to write songs that could very well make them the next decent pop-punk hit, but instead they wrote songs that prompt people to categorize them as merely generic. Whether this band... Whether this is because of the influence of the label or not is not really that big of a deal. What's important, however, is that Capital Light swims themselves out into the monotonous sea of electro pop before they make a better another album. In the meantime, fans will have fun with it. Uh, and then CCM Magazine, which is the Christian music magazine, said, "Unfortunately, the bottom line is set, or the bottom line is set low, as many other bands simply do it better. If Tooth and Nail sticks sticks with them, and Maturity can certainly." Be a possibility seen as as we've seen with other bands like reliant k but for now capital lights fails to make any real mark
3: i feel that way as well like i was shocked by it because i hadn't heard this band before and i haven't heard this style of music in a while except from the bands that like i grew up listening to so i was like oh i this is a a new different thing that i haven't heard before but yeah, i feel like at t- yeah at the <laughs> time i totally see where they're coming from where this is just the christian version of those 2008 pop punk bands it's the warp tour bands of, of the time. For sure. For sure, But his favorite Christmas story. I love this song. As I said to you, um, I love songs like this that that tell a story. And I yeah. think that's why it. And this, I always tie it back to my Juggalo roots. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I was always brought into that world. Because as much as I will sit there and hate on Violent J, the dude is is or used to be an incredible storyteller. For sure. And I think that like that's what I gravitate towards in my music. And this is an absolutely beautiful story. Uh, you're super stoked to talk about this. So walk let's, us
2: through this, dude. let so so we're gonna just go through the lyrics.
3: So the yeah. song kicks off with the chorus,
2: acoustic guitar. Uh, he met her up in Delaware in nineteen thirty seven. She was wearing red lipstick
3: that matched her pretty to pretty dress. Now, hold on, to 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 put this into the perspective of our listeners, you have to listen to these lyrics in the style of a 2000 pop-punk band. He met her her up in Delaware in
2: 1937. She was wearing red lipstick to match her pretty dress. December 24th at a quarter till 11's when he finally gained the courage to ask her to dance. He
4: met her up in Delaware in 1937. She was wearing red lipstick to match her pretty dress. December 24th at a quarter till 11's when he finally gained the courage to ask her to dance
2: so that's how we get the intro and then the band kicks in yeah uh and then he starts to tell the story it was the night before christmas it was love at first sight the the carolers sang as they danced through the night she was a small town girl he was a traveling guy he never caught her name before they said their goodbyes a couple years later he was out on the road having christmas dinner in a diner alone when he saw a young waitress with a gleam in her eye her favorite day of the year, she showed her spirits were high. She said, sir, could you shed a little bit of holiday cheer? A simple a simple Christmas story is all she wanted to hear. He looked prepared with a smile as he started to say his famous Christmas story about a girl with no name. It
4: was the night before Christmas, it was love at first sight. The carolers sang as they danced through the night. She was a small town girl, he was a traveling guy. He never caught her name before they said their goodbyes A couple years later, he was out on the road Having Christmas dinner in a diner alone When he saw a young waitress with a gleam in her eye Her favorite day of the year, she showed her spirits were high She said, sir, can you share a little heart cheer?" cheer A simple girl
2: And then we go into the chorus again. It's a great, great opening verse for setting up the story. So then we get into the next piece of the story. Every holiday season, as he traveled, he'd tell about his Christmas dance party that he never knew well. He'd share his, fam- his favorite story to the locals he met. He was called the Christmas Storytelling Traveling Man. By, by the age 53, he had done settled down. All the neighborhood kids liked to gather around. Just listen to his stories about the life on the road, all he had now were those children he told. And every Christmas Eve, they'd show up before dark. He'd tell them all the story, but they knew it by heart. They could quote it word for word. He always told it the same. His favorite Christmas story called The Girl With No Name. Every
4: holiday season as he traveled, he'd tell about his Christmas dance partner that he never knew well He'd share his favorite story with the locals he met. He was called the Christmas settle down all the neighborhood kids like to gather around just to listen to the stories about his life on the road all he had now were these children he told and every christmas eve they showed up before dark could tell them all the story but they knew it by heart they could quote her word for word he always told it the same it was his favorite christmas story called the girl with no name
2: and then we get into the uh the course again and then here is the part we're going to see. I might literally start crying while reading this final verse. Do it. Because this, I can't, so I, this song I listen to probably, I would say 10 to 15 times in December. Like yeah. I've talked about it before. I have a Christmas playlist oh. and then I always like, will go through and I'll delete songs that I listen, but certain ones where I'm like, nah, I got to hear that one again before the yeah, year's dude. over. Like I keep those on there. And this one's usually one of the last like five songs every year. Uh, but I cannot sing along with the song and get this part without getting choked up. Uh so <clears throat> 20 years later as he took his last breath on a cold christmas morning in a hospital bed the children had grown and he had nobody left except the little old nurse who was holding his hand he said ma'am could you share a bit of holiday cheer a simple christmas story is all i want to hear and his eyes filled with tears at the words that she spoke because his famous christmas story was the one that she told she said i met him up in delaware in 1937 Though I never caught his name, he was a traveling man. On December 24th at a quarter to 11, I'm so glad he got the courage to ask me to dance.
4: Twenty years later, as he took his last breaths on a cold Christmas morning in a hospital bed. The children had grown, he had nobody left except the little old nurse who was holding his hand. He said, ma'am, could you share a little holiday cheer? A simple Christmas story's all he wanted to hear But his eyes filled with tears at the words she spoke Because his favorite Christmas story was the one that she told She said, I met him up in Delaware in 1937 Though I never caught his name, he was a traveling man December twenty fourth at a quarter till eleven. I'm so glad he got the courage to ask me to dance.
2: I <laughs> there they are. <laughs> yeah. the, that last line, I just think this is such a beautiful story. Like it's yeah. like if this was a movie, it'd be like watching Titanic, dude. Like yeah. just sobs from the entire audience. It's
3: very, it's very notebooky. It's very notebooky, but I think that what's... No, I
2: love it. That, it's,
3: I, that's not being negative.
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't think it is either. I think that there's also that element of like... There's so much that you can pull apart from that story, right? Yeah. Because the vibe that I get from, from the lyrics is like, this guy never fell in love again. Nope. Like, he nope. just traveled and worked and clung to this one memory of the yeah. chance that he missed, and then with his dying breath he's reconnected with that person before they can ever do anything about it like yeah exactly a sad tragic story (laughs) of love
3: the thing is like (laughs) Like, i think this story was like the way they wrote this song they're probably like and it's so beautiful they reconnect before he dies but like the way that i'm seeing it is i'm like this guy's like i really fucked up
2: (laughs) yeah god damn it
3: I know oh no <laughs> damn it cruel
4: god <laughs> I renounce you <laughs> damn you
3: <laughs> why does she have to be here why would you mock me god <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is because you like he could just pass away not knowing but like is <laughs> so cruel that he's like oh my god there she is and you know he probably just fucking died after she was done telling the story oh yeah, like, he I mean- didn't
2: even tell her she has no clue <laughs> no. she's going <laughs> she's- <laughs> she- <laughs> cruel, cruel god. but but seriously i fucking oh, love this song shit. i love the lyrics to this song oh, i yeah. think this song is so pretty yeah. but yeah no you're absolutely right it, it is it is like a depressing as fuck song, it's even so in like, depressing. like even in like the middle verses where he's talking yeah. about like the neighborhood kids just like coming to his doorstep. And here's the thing. What a shitty story. They liked it enough <laughs> that they want to hear it every year. Here's the part that makes me sad.
3: Yeah,
2: Dylan. Yeah. At the age of 53, he was done settled down. Right? Yeah. That's only 15 years away from me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like. I am I am dangerously close to being the man in this story. Do you I don't have a favorite Christmas story yet, but, but oh we, are, we are getting painfully close. <laughs> we are getting painfully close to me being the creepy, lonely old man that the kids are like, Uncle Matt, tell us a story. It was <laughs> December 2022. <laughs> And I was really lonely and I'm still really lonely. Please don't one find me love.
3: Holy shit, dude. Oh my god. Don't say that, man.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I mean that that kind of bums me out. I'm like, all right, I gotta get I gotta get some work.
3: Yeah.
2: Delaware? That's right next door to me.
3: (laughs) Dude, it's like twenty minutes up the road from (laughs) there.
2: It's not even 20 minutes. I live on the exit before That's Delaware. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you cross in the PA and then you're like, Oh, I'm at Matt's oh, house.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he'll tell me a Christmas story.
2: <laughs> you're driving with Teddy. You're like, babe, you got to ask Kelly about his Christmas <laughs> yeah. story.
3: Hold well, I'll call him up before we even get there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not much happens. He doesn't have a lot of details, but I mean, he tells yeah. it beautifully.
3: It's it's It's, awesome. it's, a, it's a beautiful <laughs> 10 second story right? yeah
2: it's all about the passion
3: it's very much like it, part of it reminds me of like tenacious d's tribute where they're yeah. like we wrote the greatest song in the world this isn't fucking it. Yeah, this, is it. this isn't it but the ir- the irony of my favorite christmas story is it sounds nothing like this story yeah, exactly. there's maybe part of a story in here like i'm sure these kids were like you gotta listen to this old fucker story yeah. dude
1: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Town TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice.
2: But you know what? Here's here's what I will say. We're we're having oh, a lot of shit. fun making fun oh, of this guy. Yeah. I love it Christ- because the song's dude, great. Making fun of sad Christmas songs is like shooting fish in a barrel. Like oh, it's yeah. so easy. But I would say that this song is a trillion times better than say fucking Christmas shoes, where it's like <laughs> I buy these shoes. That's the thing. You think about that song for more than like two seconds, and you're just like, God, this story sucks.
3: Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> Like, like Pat Oswalt, I think, did like a five minute routine about yeah. Christmas shoes that is absolutely a hilarious takedown of that song. And I mean, this admittedly, it hits a lot of the same beats, right? Yeah. It's it's a it's a song that's literally just written to make you cry. Yeah, it's it's like Patch Adams as <laughs> like a song. This guy's you know? gonna
3: die at the end, like yeah, <laughs> just like his mom.
2: But like. It, I don't know. There's something about this one that I love versus how much I dislike Christmas Shoes. Well, like,
3: number one, it's in the style of Christian pop punk that you well, fucking that, that, love.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I've heard the Christian pop punk version of Christmas Shoes, and it didn't That's fix That's a it. thing? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, is that on the same album? Hold on a second.
3: Oh, my I gotta God. I got to check this. I got to oh, check this. Oh, we're going down this rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, Static
2: FM covers Christmas Shoes, oh, or my. FM Static. Covers Christmas Shoes, which is the pop punk band that two of the dudes from Thousand Foot Crutch formed.
3: Good lord, and this is. I'm gonna save this one for later. This yeah, I mean, maybe to... we should
2: have. Maybe we should have done the album. Now I'm think... looking
3: at it. <laughs> We're gonna come, we've got to come back to this album.
2: We got to do this album because I got to talk about how, like, I loved the first two albums by Thousand Foot Crutch. Um, they put on good live shows. Their version of Jingle Bell Rock is the most insane shit I've ever heard in my
3: entire life. Uh, I have ever listened to these guys. Were they? They, on, uh, they might, or were they on stuff that you've sent me? The one of the covers? No, not yet. They were. Played? They were
2: towards the tail end of me. Like I think their first album came out in like two thousand two. So they were like right oh, yeah. as I was like finishing up high school, getting ready for college, and starting to like step away from the Christian music. Yeah. Um, but That's they when
3: were I started getting hardcore. Yeah, just no. getting to Satan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they Satan did is not write in
3: sad Christmas songs. Say
2: <laughs> no, that much. No, he was not. They did like a very like same thing as everything else, like that rap core. They were trying to do new metal. Um, but let me play. Oh, I was saying, like, I'm just going to play you for the. There's no way for me to describe this. The way that they do Jingle Bell Rock. Fuck yeah! Is sure chaos. Let me pull this up. Are you ready? Oh, just (laughs) you wait.
3: What? Wait until the chorus, bro. fucking way does that exist dude there's my god it's the point goes Jingle bell rock
2: i'm like oh no it's like open up this fucking pit to celebrate (laughs) christmas
3: motherfuckers i'm an avid new metal apologist like i fucking (laughs) you know me dude you know i love i love me some biscuit i love me some (laughs) corn i get into like static x and stuff like that But like when people make fun of new metal, that's what they're they're talking about (laughs) is shit like that. That's amazing. And I was I was feeling that like beginning like bass. And then he started started like what the hell just happened. Oh, my God. Matt, we've got to do this album. We'll, we'll we, do like, x We've to stay far away from the rest of the songs <laughs> because this is gold, dude. This album is gold. I think I remembered oh this. I think God. I forgot that
2: this was Tooth and Nail. I thought that this was one of those albums where it was like, we're about to dive into Christian music industry stuff a little bit more. So Tooth and Nail, it. I really support Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail ruled. They always signed pretty decent bands. There was these other labels like Forefront Records, where like you would get like a DC Talk on there or something like that, or you get a Jars of Clay, and they would have like this little bit of mainstream hit. Yeah. And they would sign like maybe one band where you're like, how is that band not on Tooth and Nail records? But everything else sounded like the generic, um, contemporary Christian music that like South Park mocked so beautifully, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah just like god like so fucking boring not interesting not like pushing any creative boundaries whatsoever with like with
3: plus one
2: (laughs) yeah so i in my memory i was like oh god x christmas was like one of those where it was like a bunch of the just the most generic sounding stuff and then this one like out of the ordinary stellar sounding song from like the one band that that label signed that like they just kind of stole from underneath tooth and nail but i guess no this was actually a tooth and nail release this after all crazy. dude we're
3: dude i can't wait for us to do this album <laughs> i know it's dude I'm oh, like it's gotta be on like on the docket like next session i almost want to approach this album like neither one of us actually listened to it and we, <laughs> we listened to it i'm fine with that i'm fine that's amazing that i that thousand foot crutch songs going on the playlist like, it's going on the christmas playlist just for like the reactions of people around me like if i got my christian uh Christ- christian playlist if i got my christmas playlist going and they're like what is this and i'll like pick up something and start rapping into it i'm feeling yeah. it dude heck uh. yes dude well um but listen to capital lights guys <laughs> All right. That first record's pretty good.
2: All right, I'll have to check out that first album too. And uh Dylan, yeah.
3: you're my favorite Christmas story. Dude, oh my god, what a coincidence. You're my favorite Christmas story. Uh, uh. Whoa. Oh, oh
1: what's up everybody this is brian here to tell you about our podcast bingetown tv Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Binge TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
3: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.